Now, I don't know if it was actually the devil, but it was a devilish figure. And in my mind, it was the devil. And he chokeslammed me down and he's choking me. And I remember I was trying to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then he stopped choking me for a second. And I'll never forget, like this, this wrecked me because theologically, I didn't know what to do with it. In this deep, evil voice, the devil went, he goes, Jesus, ha, 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 nice try. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tattooed Preacher Podcast. This is episode number nine. Hope you are all doing awesome today. Now, I haven't planned this out. I don't know exactly how this is going to go, but I want to start a series of episodes that deal with the subject of the unseen realm. And by the unseen realm, I mean talking about demons, unclean spirits, talking about, you know, other divine beings, angels, the Nephilim, cryptids. You know, there's so many avenues that we can go down with this particular topic. And there's two reasons why I want to do this. Number one, it fascinates me to no end. Like I love I love looking at this stuff and and thinking about it and just listening to people's experiences and all that kind of stuff. But then two, it's become such a relevant topic in our culture. I mean, you don't got to look very far. Movies all over social media. I mean, people are interested in the supernatural, interested in the unseen realm and what's going on there. And so there's just there's just so much stuff that we could talk about and look at. So I don't know how it's all going to play out, but I feel like this is something that I'm super pumped to talk about. And um, so that's what we're going to do. Now for this particular episode to kind of kick everything off, I want to talk about some of the demonic encounters demonic experiences that I've had in my life. Now, I can't get to all of them. That would we would just be here way too long, but I'm going to talk about just some some of the experiences that have really impacted me, that really freaked me out, some from when I was a kid and all the way up. So, that's where we're going today. Um so I'm super pumped to talk about this. And but before I get there, as always, I got to do my shameless social media plug. So if you haven't already, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube at the handle, The Tattooed Preacher. So I encourage you, I, I post content on there regularly. So go there, give me a follow, subscribe to my channel, and we can hang out there. That would mean a lot. And also for this particular podcast, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, and if you wouldn't mind, it would be so awesome if you could just leave me a sweet five-star review for this podcast. That would just help me out getting this podcast out into the millions of podcasts that are currently out there right now. So that would that would help me out a lot. If you could just do that, that would be 
awesome. And yeah, that is my shameless social media plug. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Okay, so as I mentioned, this episode, we're going to be looking at some of the demonic experiences that I've had in my life uh, just to kind of kick this series off. And I do want to say I'm getting better from a cold right now. So if my voice sounds a little bit weird, cracks a little bit, that's why. So I hope it doesn't sound too bad. So I just want to walk through as we look at the unseen realm, as we just broach this subject. And again, as I said, there are so many things that I want to talk about, talking about demons, talking about ghosts, talking about the Nephilim, talking about the giants, just there's so much stuff. And so I'm just, I'm a bit overwhelmed because there's so much I want to say and so much I want to talk about, but I got to map it all out and I uh, haven't done that yet. But I want to just start this thing by talking about some of the demonic encounters that I've had in my life. Um, everybody, whether you are a Christian or a, an unbeliever, has had these kinds of situations to varying degrees. I mean, this isn't something that's not just for Christians. I think that as Christians, we have a better maybe understanding and uh, vernacular on, on how to process it. But everybody has had these kind of experiences. And I can say that because number one, I've, I've heard a lot of the experiences from different people. But if you just go on TikTok, you go on YouTube, you go on Instagram, there are so many videos of surrounding this kind of topic. And so it's super relevant and it's, it's something that is just for whatever reason right now, it's, it's really, it's a trending topic. And I think that that's a good thing because it's getting, it's, it's smashing this atheistic nonsense that is in our culture. And this is why I think atheism is dying. And the more and more people have these experiences the more and more this whole idea of there is no God, there is no supernatural world, there is no unseen realm, all that stuff is just going to go by the wayside and and just be done with it. Because it's just, I don't understand. I just, I don't get how people can be an atheist. I don't get it. Even if you hate God, which millions of people do, how can you still believe that there is no God? How can you believe that there's nothing else? Even if it's not God, anything. I just, I don't get it. But anyways, so I'm going to talk about some of uh, some demonic dreams th that I've had that really influenced me. I'm going to talk about some real life events, things that actually happened in like real time and space. And then I want to talk about sleep paralysis because that's another thing that is is everywhere whether you are a believer or unbeliever again vernacular is different and we process it different but 
so many people are experiencing these things and I dealt with that a lot. So dreams. Now, I want to say something about dreams first because I think that we really don't, as humans, we don't really understand the the realness and the significance of dreams. Now, not every dream, but I think that more than not, dreams mean something. And the dream state that you go into as you're dreaming, it's, it's, it's just as real and just as significant as if you were, quote unquote, awake. We even see this in the scriptures. For example, the Apostle Paul, okay, the Apostle Paul had encounters with Jesus in real life, real time and space, super impacted him, crazy encounters. But he also encountered Jesus in his dream. And both times Jesus was giving him direction. And both times they're just as real and significant. So whether it's in a dream state or whether it's you are awake, it's still real life. And this is why I think we have to be more aware of our dreams because I think that a lot more stuff happens in them than I think we realize or even care to realize. And for me, like, I again, I'm only going to hit on maybe three dreams today uh, just for this episode. Like I, I, I've had probably hundreds and hundreds of demonic dreams in my life. Oh, I do want to say this. So this episode, I'm, I'm talking about demonic encounters. And the next episode, I'm going to talk about my God encounters. Okay. So I just wanted to, I forgot to say that at the beginning. So I've had hundreds and hundreds of demonic dreams in my life. Dreams that impacted me. Dreams that, you know wasn't just scary, but ones that were, they were significant because they affected my day-to-day life. And so here we go. So my first dream, demonic dream that I can remember was when I was about three or four years old. And in the dream, I was um, at the house that I was living in when I was three or four. So it was the same house. And in the dream, I was at the top of the stairs and it was, it was the way our house was, there was like a a hallway. There was the bathroom that was on the right. And then went right down the stairs or maybe five or six steps. And I was standing at the top of the stairs, right beside the bathroom. The light was on and I was looking down and then I saw my mom and my mom, she was wearing this, these black pants and she's wearing a pink hoodie that said Canada on it. But I was looking at her face, but her eyes were all white. And I remember looking at that, and I, I mean, at three or four, it totally freaked me out. But it wasn't that it was scary. It was the feeling that I had in the dream. It was this this feeling of just evil and and it was just this 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 demonic thick feeling and that was the first time that I remember feeling that 
And it was a reoccurring dream that I had. I had probably from when I was three or four to um, my teenage years. But I had it a lot as a young boy. Now, oftentimes in our dreams, right? Like the dream wasn't signifying my mom was evil. That's not the point. I think when you look at dreams, you often dream about, you know, the like at three or four, like my my world was very small, right? I was only with my parents. I think I might have been in junior kindergarten. I don't know. So like there wasn't a lot of people in my life. At that time, I only had one sister. And so oftentimes, like at that age, you're going to dream about stuff that you already know, people that you already know. And so it wasn't about my mother-ish per se at this point. But I just remember that feeling that, that every time I would have that dream, it was this, this thick, demonic atmosphere. And it was that feeling. Now, the reason why I'm starting with this dream, again, wasn't because it was scary, but I began to recognize that presence in my everyday life. Like it, it, it put that grid of, it, 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 it put that demonic atmosphere on the map for me that where I could feel that. So whether I was watching a movie, whether I was around certain people, whether I was having other dreams, it was a way that I began to learn to recognize ah, this, this is dark. This is, this is demonic. This is not, this is not good. So that's the first dream that was significant because it was recurring, but because it, it helped me again, get that, become aware of that feeling. And then another dream that I had, and this one, this one rocked me. Um, again, it was involving my mom. Now I, I know this is not about my mom. So I know if my mom is, is going to be listening to this or watching this, she's going to think that it's about her. It's not about you, mom. But this one was about my mom again. And I think I was, I'm jumping a lot of years here. I want to say 24, maybe 24, 25, around there. And in the dream, I, I remember I was in some kind of a warehouse uh, type, type building. And it was dark and it was cold. And it was like, it was a like foggy uh, in the room. And then there was a, there was a white crib that happened to be there. And I remember walking over to the crib and looking in. And again, as I'm walking over, I'm feeling that feeling that demonic presence feeling. So I'm in the dream. I'm like, oh man, here we go. This is going to be bad. Something, something's going to happen here because I recognize that feeling. And so I walked over and in the crib, I looked down and it was my mom and she, she had her normal size head, but in the shape of a baby. And she was like, just looked really, just really off, really in her, the way her face was, it was contorted and it freaked me out in the dream. And I was just, I was like, what is going on? 
And then all of a sudden, something grabbed me by the throat, picked me up, and choke slammed me on my mom in the crib. And then I remember grabbing my throat. And then as I was looking up, it was, I had this, this silhouette where I, I just, in the dream, I knew it was the devil. Now, I don't know if it was actually the devil, but it was a devilish figure. And in my mind, it was the devil. And he choke slammed me down and he's choking me. And I remember I was trying to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then he stopped choking me for a second. And I'll never forget, like this, this wrecked me because theologically, I didn't know what to do with it. In this deep, evil voice, the devil went, he goes, Jesus, ha, 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 nice try. What? He mocked, he mocked, and, and I remember lying there thinking, like, as a, what, like, I called Jesus, and he said his name, he said Jesus, and then laughed and said, nice try. And then he started choking me again, and then I woke up grabbing my throat as if I was still getting choked. And I, and I was like squeezing my, my own throat really hard. See, but that messed me up. I, I, I remember waking up and I'm like, how can the devil say the name of Jesus and laugh? Like, I, I don't know what to do with that. And it, and I'm saying this dream because for a number of years, like that's, again, I was 24, 25. Theologically, in my walk with God, I was like, how does that make sense? How can, how can the devil, or even if it wasn't the devil, some divine entity say that? Mock, mock Jesus, laugh in my face as I'm getting choked when I'm trying to pray. And so that was a second dream that, really got a hold of me and that messed me up. And again, I have my own thoughts and, and interpretation of that now, but I'm not going to get into that this, on this episode just because, for, just for the sake of time. But that was the second one that, that really messed me up <clears throat> amongst many. Again, this is just a couple. Like I, man, I don't know. I had a crazy childhood. But third dream. In this one, I'm going to jump to... It was actually a couple of years ago. And this one is very interesting because looking back on it, it was at the very beginning of a, like I went through in 2020, what are we, 2021, I went through a pretty significant, yeah, 2021 into 2022. So probably about 14, 15 months there, I went into a pretty deep, depression and not going to get into that in, in, in this episode but what's interesting is that this dream was at the very beginning of that before I fully fell into the pit of depression and went through the things that I went through so in the dream it's in some house and I was up upstairs in this house Immediately, like as soon as I was upstairs in this house, like I, I had that feeling again. I felt it, that presence, that evil presence. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Something's going to go down here. And so I, I 
was there and I was walking down this hallway towards his bedroom. And in the room, I could see from the hall, there was this person standing there and they had red track pants on and a red hoodie like covering their head. So I couldn't see their face, but I could, I just knew from the, from the feeling that I had and, and when I was in the dream, it wasn't the devil, but it was a demon. I don't know if I want to say demon, some kind of evil divine entity was dressed up in red. And red is a fascinating color, especially right now with what's going on. Like you look at the Grammys, you look like over the last couple of years, you look at the Super Bowl that we just had, the halftime show. There's just a lot of red and red is a very occultic color, a lot of symbolism attached with that. And so it makes perfect sense that this figure would be covered completely in red. Now, I'm walking towards this this figure and they turn to me and they look at me and I couldn't see their face, but it was a deep, like evil voice. And they said, I own you. And then after he said that, then I woke up. And in the room, in my room, I was lying in bed. And in my room, I could just feel that, that presence. It wasn't like in the dream. And then it stayed in the dream. And I woke up and everything was fine. I could feel that presence in the room. And so it, this is where I'm saying like our dreams are more real than we think. Because yes, this happened in the dream state, but something was there in my room. There was a presence in my room and I woke up and it felt like it wasn't as I woke up, I, 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 it wasn't a sleep paralysis thing, but I felt like paralyzed in my bed. And I was just over and over again, that phrase, I own you, I own you, I own you. And then looking back on it now, like at the time I was like, this freaked me out. You know, I, I just felt it was super demonic. I just, but I've had so many of these kind of experiences that part of me was just like, okay, another demonic dream, whatever. But looking back on it now in hindsight, seeing everything that was going to transpire after that, it was a, a super influential dream that affected my my life and it took a lot i mean this last yeah since then i mean it's been a hard journey and and i'm not trying to be vague and i'll get into kind of my story in another episode but dreams like dreams are powerful and and so like these three i get there's so many more but these three that I wanted to highlight, they were super demonic. And demonic dreams are not just bad dreams. We all have nightmares, someone chasing you or blah, 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 blah. But these dreams were like real life. They were things that affected my day to day. They affected me when I was awake. And that's what we have to be on guard and, and as Christians, like aware of what's going on making sure that we're protecting ourselves, making sure that we're guarding what we're watching, what we're listening to, all that stuff, because, man, 
dreams are powerful. So those are those are my <clears throat> demonic dreams that I want to point out in this episode. Now, I'm sure as we go along with other episodes talking about where we're going to be going, and which, again, I don't even know yet, but it's going to be fun. I'm sure I'll get into more stuff in later episodes, but that's the three. Now, the next section I want to look at is some real-life events that didn't just happen in my dream state, but actually real life. Unfortunately, in my life, I've had to deal with a lot of this stuff. And so there's a lot of a lot of things that I've experienced. And so these are just a few of them. And, and I actually, I wrote a list here and I'm not going to get through all of these, but here are some significant experiences, demonic experiences. Now, this one, again, theologically speaking, messed me up. Because for years, I didn't think that as a Christian, this could happen, but it did. Now, when I was, I'm going to say between 8 and 10 years old for this story, I was sleeping in bed, middle of the night. And so I was facing the wall. And so my back was, my back was exposed to the edge of the bed. And I wasn't wearing a shirt at the time. And all of a sudden... I was awoken because something scratched my back. Now, when I say scratch my back, like I wish, I think at the time, I think I was so scared that I literally felt paralyzed. Like I couldn't do anything. Like I, I, I didn't yell for my parents. I don't remember. I really wish I would have went to check my back. But I was it woke me out of my sleep to the point where like, I remember lying there and I was just like, what was that? Like, I felt that like literally right down the middle of my back. And it was kind of like on a diagonal. And I remember like, even as a 10 year old, nine year old thinking like, how could that, how could that happen? How could it actually touch me? How could something demonic touch me if I was a Christian. And I know that this was something that wasn't just my imagination. It wasn't didn't happen in a dream. It actually happened like because for from that night on, I was what, eight or nine, 10 years old in there up until today. Today, I'm 39 years old. Okay. In love with Jesus. I've been in ministry. I've been serving Jesus like wholeheartedly for since I was like 17. So like, I'm not some beginner newbie Christian, like I'm a mature believer. And even to this day, I still can't sleep with my back exposed to the outside of the bed. I can't. Ever since that night. Now, I think I've gotten a bit better as I've gotten older. Like sometimes I'll, I'll wake up and my back will be exposed to the other side of the bed, but I won't fall asleep that way. I have to have the blankets covering me. And a kid doesn't just make that up. It's not just a some imaginative thing that happened. No, like something friggin' scratched my back when I was like eight, nine, or ten years old. And it's affected me <laughs> every day since. And it's messed me up now. And as I got older, again, like processing this, like later on, once I, you know, was 
a teenager and then into my adult years, like, how, how could that happen? Like, how could God allow that to happen? And you go through that whole, you go down that road of why would God this? Why would God that? Which is a road that leads to nowhere. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Don't go down that road. But so, so like, that's the first thing that I wanted to highlight was back scratch. Super freaky. It highlights the fact that, that the unseen realm is real and that we are in a war. And I think sometimes as Christians, like we don't want to think about that. We don't want to believe that. We like to ignore that, pretend like it's not real. Man, some of the stuff that we're going to get into, I think in this series, it's just going to blow some of your minds. Like my mind has been blown. I've been on this journey now for the last number of years, just really exploring this stuff. And my head is just like, explodes with some of the stories that I've heard to Christians. And so that's my first story, back scratch. This one's a bit of a weird one. Um, I think I was around the same age again, eight to 10 years old. And this one was weird because the lights were on. This wasn't like a middle of the night thing. So I remember I was lying there and my parents had put us to bed and um, the hall light was on and where my bed was in in my room as I was lying there facing the door like I could see all the way down the hall. And so I'm just kind of staring, like just lying there staring at the hallway trying to whatever, fall asleep and my eyes were open. And then all of a sudden as I'm like looking in my doorway like into the hall, this Asian man appears and he had a Fu Manchu and he was standing there looking at me. The light was, this is in the light, like the light, it wasn't dark. Like, am I, like it wasn't like some kind of a weird shadow in the corner of the room. He can't really see. No, like I, my, like my eyes are wide open. I'm staring down the hallway. I'm staring at the light in the hallway, staring at my doorway. And this, Asian man just literally appears out of nowhere, stands at my door. He has a Fu Manchu, long, thin mustache, and then this long, stringy goatee thing hanging down from his chin, and he's just smiling at me. But it was like that feeling, right? This evil feeling. This wasn't like a good experience. It was not of God. But I saw this thing, and then this time I remember I call from my dad at that moment he came in and I remember trying to tell him I can't remember what he said but disappearing Fu Manchu Asian man that's another experience that I had um I, as a kid all the way I'm guessing probably from like three four up until probably 11 or 12 and then it it stopped I would see this hand at the end of my bed this kind of like long, gangly looking, I don't know, kind of like a, a skeleton, a skeleton hand, except the hand was like brown. It wasn't like white like a skeleton is. And I would just see it kind of creep up the end of my bed. And it would freak me out so much that I could never sleep with my feet outside the blanket. So... I had to sleep with my back facing the wall and I had to have my feet always in the blankets. So this made for some great sleeps as a kid. 
But that happened for like, yeah, like eight or nine years and uh, definitely freaked me out. Here's another one that, um, so I was 19 years old, 19 or 20. And I remember I, I went to bed, must have been 11 or 12 o'clock. And I was just reading my Bible. So that's why this is a little bit strange. Because I was having God time. And reading my Bible. And so then I put my Bible on the the nightstand beside my bed. And I remember that the door had a little crack in it. Like it wasn't completely shut. But maybe had like an inch gap. And I'm lying there. And all of a sudden, like literally, I turn the light off, put my Bible down, and trying to go to sleep. And it was just like this, this like hissing sound. It was very faint, but I could hear it. And all of a sudden, the whole room was filled with the most intense, like that that demonic feeling I was I've been talking about in all of these dreams that I had. That feeling, literally, times a like. A million was in my room. It began to, and it was like it was just like seeping through the crack in the door, and I could hear this like sound, and it just kind of came in, and it was so thick and intense, and I I couldn't move. Again, it wasn't like sleep paralysis. I'm gonna get into that, but it was this this overwhelming heaviness that was not that was pure evil. And so all I could do, I remember I grabbed my Bible and I got into the field position and I was just hugging my Bible. That's all I could do. I couldn't pray. I couldn't get up. I couldn't get out of there. I just literally had enough wherewithal and, and I don't know, strength or whatever to grab my Bible and hug it in the fetal position for the entire night. Like not for like five minutes. I'm talking like hours, probably from like, I don't know, 12. Whenever I went to bed till like six until I had to get up because I remember at that point I was going to the gym with a guy that I was living with at the time and we would go early in the morning. But for for the whole night, just lying there and that presence man was so thick and evil and it literally like I could not do anything and so that was a pretty um that was a pretty long night and so I had that experience oh yeah here's one so another similar experience to this I was living at home I think I was uh 20 21 22 and my room was in the basement. And again, middle of the night, I'm in Bible college. I'm in Bible college. And I'm sleeping. And then all of a sudden, I'm awoken out of my sleep by that presence again. That that whatever, demonic, thick, freaking presence. But it was so intense that... the. The way that I could describe it, and I remember because I, after the, the, 
it didn't last all night. It, it happened for, I don't know, a couple minutes and then it left. And then I went upstairs and I woke my dad up because I was so freaked out. So I'm 22 waking up my dad because I had <laughs> something happen at nighttime in my room. So I was lying there and it, the way I described it to him was it felt like the air was going to explode. Like it felt like there was so much of this dark energy is kind of like if a like it felt like like looking back on this now and and after studying and all the stuff that I know now and I've been looking into now it it felt like a portal was going to all of a sudden pop open in my room like that's the feeling that I had there was so much dark energy charged in the air that I'm lying there in my bed and I was just like 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 shaking because I, I I couldn't I couldn't handle that pressure anymore. It was like this pressure that was in the air. It, but it wasn't God. Like it like I've had some crazy God encounters where I felt his presence and it was heavy, but it was not this was evil. This was dark. This was like something that I don't know should not be happening. And I remember it lasted a couple minutes because then it got to the point where like I couldn't like contain it and then it stopped. And then I bolted upstairs and I remember like waking my dad up and I was just like, dad, like the air, I felt like the air was going to explode in my room with like demons or something. I don't know. But I had, yeah, that was, that was nuts. That was nuts. Um, so one time I was on a mission trip and we were in Mexico. We were at this small village. Um, there was a, I don't know, maybe five or six hundred people living in this little village. Very tiny. But we were um, in their little city court that they had. Like they had all of their, it was a super poor village. Like a lot of tents, you know, a lot of tin huts and stuff like that. It wasn't like houses and it was like a really poor village and they had made this kind of center court area and so we were doing this service and so there was our, our team was about 20 people and so we would like sing songs with the kids and you know we did a couple of like old school uh drama skit things and and then my youth pastor at the time he asked me if I wanted to preach the gospel message. And so I was like, sure. And so we had gone through the service and it was getting dark now. I'm in, we're in the center court and I'm standing kind of at the front where, where we were speaking from and doing all the skits and stuff from. And there's maybe a couple hundred people all kind of huddled into this little area. And then as I get ready, as I just start talking, like maybe like not even a minute, like 30 seconds in to me starting my gospel message, I could see on the, like over to the left, there was this, there's a commotion happening. And this person, like I could see this person was acting a little bit weird. And so some of our team members ran over and were, you know, talking with them. And then all of a sudden, this person started shrieking, like producing this sound that I can't even, I can't even pretend to do it now. 
this shrieking sound, then started going on the floor, convulsing, kind of crawling around, like manifesting a demon. And I think out of all the experiences, this was the only one where I saw a demon manifest itself in someone in this way, this violent way. So it, it took a bunch of our team a number of minutes to get this person uh, calmed down. And I'm, I think if I remember correctly, they got, they, they delivered the, uh, the demon from the person. So story ended up being awesome. But I remember like as 19, I'm trying to preach and I was already super nervous as it was. I look over and then all of a sudden, like, you just see this human moving and making sounds that are not human and that that no human should make. So that was and that was that was pretty crazy. And I'm gonna say one more and then get to a couple sleep paralysis stories. And I'll probably get into this a bit more in future episodes, talking about deliverance, like deliverance ministry. And so using the last story as a segue into this. So I, I was working at a church at the time. And we had adopted this this deliverance ministry style uh, program that someone had come up with. And so there's a whole kind of process to this thing. But what was fascinating, and again, what what struck me theologically was some of the stuff that I, I end up seeing during these deliverance sessions that as as we're talking about demons, talking about the demonic realm, talking about, you know, unclean spirits, talking about just that whole thing, talking about possession, oppression. It saw some stuff that just really, it popped a theological bubble because I didn't think things that I would see could happen, but they happened. And so here's, here's one. So during this one session, um, we were praying with uh, a pastor and this pastor all of a sudden like during the prayer like we're asking him questions and again we're going through our process I'm not going to get into what the process was here but um, and then all of a sudden like the person their countenance changed his voice didn't change but you could tell something switched in his face and so we're we're talking with him still but it's not him speaking anymore which was super weird because it was his voice sounded like him but his eyes were closed face looked weird but it wasn't him responding because afterwards he didn't remember the conversation that's how he knew but in the in the conversation we we're talking and this this demon this this demonic entity was speaking from within the the pastor and he was he, and he said this statement he was like he needs me to do his work like in other words i help the pastor pastor and i remember sitting there thinking like what the crap is this like where's the verse that explains this one this demonic spirit whatever you want to call him right now, speaking through a pastor telling us that the pastor needed him for him to be successful at his ministry. Just crazy, like nuts. Like I, that 
theologically, I, I would just like I ha- was not prepared for that. And then another story, and then we'll get to sleep paralysis, and then we'll wrap up the episode. We were doing a deliverance on a, um, an elder, someone who was awesome guy, like loved Jesus, super prophetic, was a believer for years, elder in the church, and we're going through the process again, and all of a sudden, his face changed. And then he had this, all I could describe it as this mocking, this mocking presence took over. And his face looked like it, 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 it was just like, it was this mocking spirit began to engage with us. And eventually we got the spirit cast out and we, guy got delivered. But that face, like I'll never forget how its countenance just changed. But the reason why I say these two stories is a pastor and an elder. Again, like theologically, I didn't know what to do with this. Pastor and an elder had spirit, had were, were I, I don't want to say possessed, I don't know, possessed, oppressed, influenced, severely influenced by demonic presence, by demonic spirits. And it messed me up theologically. Like this stuff, man, this stuff, this stuff is real. And we'll get into this in future episodes, uh, Deliverance, but I just wanted to throw that out there because it um, definitely had an impact uh, on my life and in my walk with God theologically. Now, for the last section, I want to talk about sleep paralysis because this is something that I've had happen and have experienced from like the age of, I don't know, three or four, um, all the way up into my teenage years, into my early 20s. I probably, like, I can't tell you how many times um, it happened, but it happens to so many people believer or unbeliever and i mean i've 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 watched a whole bunch of interviews and heard a whole bunch of different stories stories from different people who like who are not christian and seeing them explain it or hearing you know doctors or or i don't know scientists or medical professionals trying to explain it but man these encounters they're probably the worst ones the most frightening ones the most you know demonic ones that i've had to experience they all happen in kind of they all start in different ways they have they end up having the same feeling and the same effect but they happen different and so sometimes like sometimes i'll be in a dream i'll be sleeping in a dream and then in the dream, you just, it happens so much that you just know that it's coming. And so like you're, you're sleeping and, and I can feel it in my dream. Like um, no matter what's happening in my dream, I know this is coming and I'm trying to fight it in my dream. And then all of a sudden it's just like um, you're, you wake up, but you're paralyzed and 
whatever position you're in, whether you're on your back, whether you're on your side, you're sitting there and, and as a Christian, you're trying to pray. Like, I don't know what you do if you're not a Christian and you have this happen. Like that to me, I think that to me would be more frightening because at least I have a grid for what's happening and at least I can try to pray. And so that's what you try to, and so like you try to say Jesus or you try to say, but like you can't get the words out. And I guess that's like, that's a very frustrating thing to experience as you're going through this because you're paralyzed and you can't, you can't speak, you can't say, and you can't move to call it for help or to do anything. And so um, sometimes it happens through a dream, but then there had times, there's times where I would be awake. I'm lying there in my bed. I'm lying, not sleeping, literally awake. And all of a sudden feel that presence come in, feel that present start where it just, I, I don't know or all of a sudden you you're 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 paralyzed like instantaneously and um for so many years i would keep my eyes closed because i just didn't want to see what was around and so i would just lie there and like convulse (laughs) convulse until it was over like it's this helpless feeling because you can't get words out um and there was another time where uh it was happening and I could, again, cause I didn't want to open my eyes, but I could feel like this time I could, I could feel in the sleep paralysis state or whatever I was in. I could feel something licking my ears and like breathing in my ears. And like, it was like a right in my ears, like just freaks you right out. Um, but these are more like the most intense experiences. And I had like hundreds of them. I don't want to belabor that point um, to wrap up this episode without getting too theological because we're already at, I don't know, an hour right now, almost. Um, as a Christian, like why, why does this happen? Why would God allow these things to happen? Why did I experience all this stuff? And, um, How can you be a pastor, have spirit speaking through you? How can you be a pastor and suffer through these demonic sleep paralysis episodes? How can you be a Christian and have your back scratched? And and this is a massively loaded question. And we'll probably do episodes on this in the future, uh, breaking this all down. But I want to just give a quick answer to this because I don't want to leave everyone hanging here like, yeah, I said all this stuff, cool, but like, what's the takeaway here? That bad stuff happens and you just got to suck it up. Like, um, as Christians, you can open up yourself to be influenced demonically. Like, that is one way this happens, where stuff you watch, stuff you listen to, behaviors, um, actions, you know, there's things that you do that create openings. And again, this is taught, we're, we're talking about an unseen realm here that's, that we can't necessarily see with our eyes, but that which influences our everyday life, whether we realize it or not. And so there's ways that we open up ourselves to this stuff. 
And so that's one way this can happen to Christians, where you're watching stuff, you're doing stuff, you're whatever. That's one area or one way. Um, another way is is just we're living in a spiritual war, and it's not a popular thing to talk about or to even think about. But right now, like there is enemies who want to take believers out, who want to take you out, who want to take me out. And I don't have all the answers as to why certain things happen sometimes. Like what if you didn't open up yourself to these things, but stuff still happens? Like, what do you do with that? We're in a battle. We're in a war. There's a reason why the apostle Paul said, put on the full armor of God. Why would he tell you to put armor on if there was no battle? Why would we need protection for something if the threat was not real? And so this is why I want to talk about this. And this is why I want to go down this road now talking about this spiritual war that we're in, this spiritual world that is around us, that affects us, that impacts us. Like, guys, there's so many, like, I've, over the last number of years, I've heard so many stories and read so many stories or heard so many accounts and experiences of people who have gone through things, who've seen things, who've experience things that your mind couldn't comprehend. Like there's so much stuff that's happening out there in our world that's so real. And oftentimes, especially in the church, it just doesn't get talked about, gets ignored. There's no space to engage this stuff, engage the fact that we're in a war and that that means something. And again, it's not about you know, living in fear because, you know, we have in Christ, we have his authority that we have authority over the demonic realm, authority over all that. That's true. And that's why we need to be anchored in the truth of God's word. You know, when Jesus was getting tempted by the devil, he, he fought the devil with the word. He resisted the devil with the word. So it's important that we are engaged and deep in the word of God and in relationship with Jesus and it's where our relationship with him is real like that's all needs to happen but that still doesn't mean that we're not in a war anymore that you're just immune that nothing can happen will happen that there is no more attack like the the attacks are real and again I guarantee there's people out there who maybe disagree with that take, and that's fine. I, I've heard lots of Christians who think that as Christians, you, you know, you you rebuke it, and you know, you 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 pray through your house, pray for your house, and nothing can get in, and there's no like no more attacks, no more whatever. And I I don't know if I'm there, just because of stuff that I've seen and experienced and heard. Um, the supernatural realm is real. The war that we're in is real. And so like that's another reason why. Again, so there's we can open up ourselves to the demonic. Number two, we are in a fallen and broken world. There is an unseen realm. We have enemies that want to take us out. And that's the second thing. And so I hope that 
this episode helped you realize that at least put it on your radar maybe that this stuff is real that this stuff happened to me and it's happening to so many other people and that it's okay to talk about and that we need to talk about it and so i'm gonna leave it there uh for this episode talked about a lot here again this is such a fascinating subject to me and this is five percent of the stuff that i've gone through but the point is that it's okay to talk about and this is my experience and there's and if you're listening to this or watching this and you've experienced stuff but you don't know like who to talk to or what to say or how to process it or you have questions or whatever man uh, feel free to uh, DM me feel free to email me I would love to chat with you I'd love to answer any questions that you may have to the best of my ability um, but just to kick this this series off these episodes off I just felt like I wanted just to, to tackle this because I just I see it so much in our culture the supernatural world the unseen realm is so real and it's affecting so many people and and i just i want to get this stuff out to the front i want people talking about it i want people processing it because i think that as christians as believers like this is stuff that we can witness to people with this is our story this is stuff that's real this is stuff that people are going through but they don't necessarily have the words or the terminology or the understanding uh around it and so that's why we have to talk about it i could talk about this stuff for uh for hours so in the next episode we're gonna flip it a bit and i'm gonna talk about some of my god encounters that i've had so this was about the demonic realm but now we're gonna talk about uh god's realm the holy spirit and how God has revealed himself to me and I've encountered his presence and things that I've seen that have just been amazing. So that'll be in, in the next episode. Um, so thanks for, thanks for staying with me to the very end. Those of you that did, feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Uh, leave a comment in the comment section. This is a bit from my life um, and some of the stuff I haven't even ever really said publicly. So it's been cool. Pumped about it. Pumped about where the series is going to go, and to see what uh, to see what God's going to do. So, thanks for listening, and we will see you all in the next episode. Much love. God bless.